All right, Christine LaBeouf, you want this? Well, good morning, everyone. Praise the Lord. Um, Pastor Howie, I can relate to the dogs. I've got mine, and I'm taking care of our daughters, and uh, our backyard is uh, quite full of uh, mud, so to speak. Praise the Lord. So anyway, that's just part of life, correct? Well, fasting and prayer, that's a, such an interesting subject to many of us, and it really does intimidate a lot of us. I know it does me on a personal basis. And why does it intimidate me? Because my husband had the nerve years ago to go on a water fast. He did a 21-day fast and a 30-day fast, fast, right? And my gosh, um, I was totally intimidated because I thought there is no way I can do that. And I never have, but I am a believer in fasting. Amen. When, um, when I was a young Christian, uh, matter of fact, I got saved in 80, but in 81 or 82, God called me on a three-day fast. And uh, it was basically a three-day water fast. So the grace of God was there because he's the one who had called me, and I went on that fast. And at the end of the third day, he showed me a vision and it was a big glass wall, and it was very, very thick, and it couldn't be penetrated. But what happened, because I was obedient to him and fasted, there became cracks in that wall, and that wall totally collapsed. And somehow, freedom came through the fast, breakthrough came through the fast. We don't always experience everything. We don't always see everything. But listen, when God calls us to do something, he has a purpose behind it. And the purpose is to get us closer to him, for one thing, to get a clear mind and to hear what he wants to say. And we're heading more and more towards end times. And it says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together in Hebrews 10, 25. How much more should we also become people of prayer and people willing to be obedient to God and fast? It'll make a difference in our lives. See, fasting is less about what we're giving up and more about we need, what we need to live. And what we need to live is God. In this day and age with everything going on, we need to hear from God. We need him to direct us. Because we're being pulled every which and every way. And fear is really trying to come on this earth. But if we press into God and hear what he has to say and follow his directions, we'll be okay. We won't go astray. We don't need to fear. He'll take care of us. He'll protect us. He'll do whatever he needs for his children and their well-being. See, we need more of God and more of God on a daily basis. And so this is why we need to fast and pray. We need to start turning away from the temptations of the world um, on a daily basis because its pull is very strong. And I know myself, I'm in an earth suit. This is my flesh. I need this flesh to live on this earth. But this isn't me. The true me is who God placed within me to be. He made me to be who I am within this suit. But I'll tell you, my flesh has a voice. I walk through and I 
across a nice window and has got really nice bakery goods and they look terrific, or a chocolate place where they've got these beautiful displays, guess what my flesh wants to do? It just sort of wants to attract there and wants what is being shown. So fasting helps us to put that flesh under in order that we can resist the temptations that it places before us. Usually it's food we're attracted to, but there's also, um, more so ladies, shopping, right? There's so many different things that our flesh wants. And so as we pray, what happens is we're giving up to Lord what we need, but the fasting emphasizes our prayers, that we are serious about our prayers. And uh, God cares about that. Romans 8.13, For if you live according to the dictates of the flesh, you will surely die. But if through the power of the Holy Spirit you are habitually putting to death, making extinct, deadening the evil deeds prompted by the body, you shall really and genuinely live forever. So fasting is not to manipulate God. We have to understand that. God is God. God knows what's good for us, and he won't be manipulated by us. What fasting is all about is putting our flesh under, humbling ourselves before God and saying, you matter. You're very important. And I need what you have. I need your direction. I need for you to lead me, to guide me, to live this life. I thought Pastor Howie and Marshall were going to take my message. <laughs> I was almost, Pastor Howie, how could you do that to me? Okay, I walk in love and forgiveness because I'm going to be fasting and praying. <laughs> Praise the <laughs> Lord. <clears throat> for many of us, though, fasting does sound like a religious form or a drudgery, and it's not. It's a privilege. It's actually a privilege that we uh, can carry on. Like Jesus, okay? He was led into a 40-day fast. In Matthew 4, 1 to 2, it says, <clears throat> Then Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After he had gone without food for 40 days and 40 nights, he became hungry. Notice, it wasn't Jesus who decided that he was going to go into the wilderness and fast. He was led by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit gave him the grace to fast that 40 days. The Holy Spirit spoke to him. The Holy Spirit helped him to overcome the temptations that came before him. And he was able to then walk out of that wilderness and perform his ministry. He overcame. See, he was human just like you and I. He had to overcome the temptations, the fears of the flesh. But by fasting and prayer and being led by the Holy Spirit, he did it. Now, we're being called to a church fast, which is called by our pastors, okay? And you're saying, well, that's not God calling me to fast. Yes, it's God speaking through our leaders, calling us to come to a church fast, to enable us to be overcomers. But you know, there's so much more to the church fast. It is also intended to bring us into some unity in the Holy Spirit. Now, Sarah showed you a fast that they have before you, and that is an excellent fast. I took a quick peek before I came up here. But you know, some of you 
You may be led into a water fast. You may be led into a Daniel fast or some other kind of fast. Humble yourself. Seek the face of God before we even start because that's part of going into a fast and see what God would have you to do. Now, some of you, I know that you would have a really hard time because of medical situations or, or whatever, but you can do something. And that's the truth. We can all do something to fast. And uh, some of you <laughs> may need to add something to that fast because fast is actually, uh, it basically says to abstain from food, okay? But some of you are so caught in media that maybe you need to add a media fast to go along with some of that food fast to help you to be released from that. Media can be really addictive. I've seen it. And, uh, you know, we want to spend time with God because when you're fasting and doing without, the idea is to go to God. The idea is to spend the time in prayer, not doing other things. And so it'll be a good habit to uh, rededicate your time and efforts to God and to spending time and prayer with him. Now, what are some of the primary reasons for fasting? To strengthen your prayer life. Fasting doesn't change whether God hears our prayers, but it changes our praying, our habit of praying. Another one is to seek God's guidance. As with prayer and fasting, to seek God's guidance isn't done to change God, but to make us more receptive to his guidance. To seek deliverance and protection from enemies and circumstances. This was quite common in the Old Testament, where they often humbled themselves and prayed and cried out to God for their deliverance to minister to the needs of others. You know, we need to quiet ourselves down. Um, you all have talents. In the Bible, it gives an example of one talent, five, ten talents. And one gentleman buried his talent. God doesn't want you burying your talents. You may be the one, like me, with one talent. But you know what? God wants us to use that talent. And through fasting and prayer, we can strengthen that talent. And we can see how God wants to use us. See, we need to stop comparing to one another and start seeing what God has for us as individuals. And through fasting and prayer, he'll open up your eyes and your understanding to your well-being and what he has called you to be. Amen? I mean, if I compare myself to Pastor Rick and Kathy, I may as well quit. <laughs> Bottom line. But you know what? They are such godly examples to us. But we can't compare ourselves to one another. Hallelujah. Am I still on? Yep. We can't compare ourselves to one another. We need to do what God calls us to do in prayer and fasting. We'll do that. Now, before you start your prayer and fast, one good thing is to spend some time and search your heart and confess your sins before God and ask him to forgive you so that you can go into this fast with a right heart and a right attitude. Another thing is, don't boast about your fast. All right? Don't boast about it. If someone invites you for dinner, just uh, tell people that you won't be eating at this time. You know, and that would be necessary to let them know that. But what did uh, Matthew 6, 16 to 18 say? And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces and their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may be seen by others, but by your Father 
who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Another thing you can do is reflect on why you're fasting. Rather than wondering whether you should fast, ask, why would I want, not want to fast? Why would I want to miss out on the blessings that God has for me? See, it's perspective. Now, as Pastor Howie said, when you fast, it's not a diet. This is a spiritual fast, okay? And a spiritual fast is about present, being present, close to God, hearing from God. See, if you're focusing on losing weight, you're going to say, well, I can't eat this and I can't eat that. And your concentration is going to be on what you can't eat rather than on prayer and time with God. A spiritual fast involves our hearts. Check your heart. Let your heart be connected to God. Let him minister to you. Humble yourself. Don't think you know it all. Humble yourself. And let God have his way in your fast. And let him lead you into the future that he has for you. Amen. I'm going to hand it over to my husband now. Praise the Lord. Good morning. Good to be in the house of God. For such a time as this, we have a message on prayer and fasting, which there's two gifts that God has given me to bring me to where I am today. He's given me his word and the fear of God to keep me on a straight and narrow path. But through life, we're going to come to crossroads where things are not really clear. That's where prayer and fasting comes in. God speaks very clearly. If we crucify this flesh and its carnal appetites, I've been on numerous fasts, and that's what has blessed me the most. After five days, it's amazing how clearly you hear your spirit speaking to you. And before that, all you hear is, for five days, is the flesh screaming and not wanting to go that avenue. So... For me, God used, God showed me from a very young age as a Christian that he was who he says he was. And he is who he says he is. And through that, it set me free. I've received numerous deliverance and because of it you have to ask yourself why is this dedication to prayer and fasting so important to God 
Well, Isaiah 58, 6 says, It's not, isn't this the fast that I have chosen? To lose the bonds of wickedness? To undo the straps of the yokes? To let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke? God wants his people free. I believe, like Christine says, we're in the last of the last days. Matthew 24 Everything that it says to the point of earthquakes and famines and pestilence, we're, we've witnessed. But he says the time's not yet. It's okay. But he's given us tools in these last days that he has assured me. As much as you see me in person, that he's going to bring me to where he wants me to go till the last day. And he's given us tools necessary called prayer and fasting. We stay connected in the word. We, we are moved by the fear of God to stay in the straight, narrow path. We learn who he is and what he requires of us. If we meet them requirements, I'm telling you, Prayer and fasting is so real to me that when God answers your prayers that seem impossible, what does that do? It builds faith. It builds faith that you can stand in the gap for others. There's so many different ways we can look at this. You know, by the way, you guys preach half my message. But I just want to share a few scriptures for you to meditate on to show you that it's God's plan for us to pray and fast. Joel 1.14, he says, Consecrate a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land to the house of the Lord your God and cry out to God. Mean business with God. And he hears. And he answers. Because he's faithful to perform his word. Here's another. Matthew 6, 17 and 18. But as for you, when you fast, not if you fast. It's not a command. But he expects us to do so. When you fast... Anoint your head, wash your face, so that your fasting will not be noticed by people, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. David in Psalm 35, 13. But as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth, and I humble myself with fasting. And my prayers would return to my own heart. As David was pouring out his heart here. One of the interesting things that is mentioned. That fasting was an act of humility. It's an act of humility. God blesses the humble. He'll give grace to the humble. 
Ay. Okay. I repent. I pray that my sins be forgiven. We are creatures of habits. Unfortunately, they're not good habits. Not all of them. Luke 9.23 said, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. You know what that means to me? Die to self. We need to die to self so that he can live through us. You know, I seen a perfect example of a lady that was put to rest yesterday. She was in a wheelchair, totally immobile, but she had such a wonderful spirit. You'd go there to minister to her, she'd minister to you. You'd leave there encouraged. And this morning, she's praising God. She's free from her body, and she's praising God because of who she believed in. She never quit because she knew her maker. I really wonder sometimes how the modern Christian understands this verse, crucify the flesh and die to oneself. Because we live in a comfort catering to ourselves in this society. It's all about, we make decisions on do and don't do based on comfort and convenience rather than crucifying the flesh. Again, fasting is a voluntary redu reduction and to eliminate your intake of food or drink for a specific time and a purpose. In so doing, what do we do? We silence the voice of the flesh. This is one of the most important things that I notice when I go on a fast. How the flesh, the voice of the flesh would die off and the voice of the spirit, you'd clearly hear him. I was amazed. I didn't want to get out and break the fast. Because I could hear him so clearly speak to me. And I believe in these last days, this is so vital. I've always said, life is a test and a trial. Right, John? God's going to bring us to crossroads where it's not black and white. That we're going to have to seek him to make the right choices. I've been there. Boy, this is hard to break. <laughs> we connect with the Spirit and increase the clarity of hearing God's voice with deliberate intentions. I'm telling you, the first time 
I went on a fast, and I, I could hear my spirit speaking to me. I was so excited. I said, God is speaking to me. That one time I went on a 30-day fast, I only quit because my tongue became pink and purplish, telling me there's a fine line between starvation and fasting, and my tongue was telling me, your fast is over. My appetite came back, and I believe God accomplished more in them 30 days that could ever meet the eye. It's brought me this far. Prayer. Prayer is communication with God. It's a dialogue. Isaiah 58, 3 to 7. He says, we have fasted before you, and these are reasons for not fasting. Wrong reasons for fasting, found right here. We have fasted before you. They say, why aren't you impressed? We have been very hard on ourselves, and you don't even notice it. I will tell you why. I respond, it's because you are fasting to please yourselves. Next. Even while you fast, you keep oppressing your workers. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling in your households? This kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me, the Lord. So to humble yourselves by going through the motions of penance, bowing our heads like reeds bending in the wind, you dress in burlap and cover yourself with ashes. Is this what you call fasting? These are the reasons. That is not fasting. They're the wrong reasons. But oftentimes, we do things to please ourselves, to give us an image, or we do it through rituals. Right now, a lot of people are in a fasting mode for Lent that leads to Easter to signify what God has done for each one of us. How about selfishness? Fighting and quarreling is nothing but selfishness. Bring attention to yourself is simply glorifying the human being. Using it to diet. I tell you, it works. Try to not eat for 30 days and see what happens. But it's not the right reason to fast. How about self-reliance? It's the ability to do things and make decisions by yourselves without needing the deity to help you. Fasting that excludes prayer is secular in nature, period. Applying natural applications without the spiritual guidance of deity promotes self-reliance. These worldly principles are teaching you to rely upon yourself without the strength and the power of God. Let's look at the right motives to fast. 
to intercede for each other. You all go through stuff. I heard that a while ago. There's no shortcuts in the kingdom. God's going to bring us to where he wants us to go, if you like it or not. I know we have free wills, but he has a way of bringing us to make right choices as well. Free those. Isaiah 58 addresses this very clearly. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Tighten the burdens of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free. Remove the chains that binds people. Daniel 9, 3, and 3 to 5. Then I set my face towards the Lord God to make a request by prayer and supplication with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. And I prayed to the Lord my God and made confessions and said, O Lord, great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of mercy to those who love him with those who keep his commandments. We have sinned and committed inequity. You know, it's so good to confess our sins. You know what's even better is to repent of them, to forsake them, and walk free. Not having sin gnawing at our, at our heels all the time. That's what fasting does. Fasting for repentance and confession of sin. Confession and repentance of general transgression. Daniel 19.20 says, Now while I was speaking, praying, and confessing my sins and the sins of the people of Israel and presenting my supplication before the Lord God for before the holy mountain of God. We see here it's good to call a solemn assembly. You know, there's revival right now breaking forth um, in Kentucky at a university. And I listened to a person that went to see what was going on there. And on the fourth or fifth day, what did they do? They spent the time confessing their sins to one another. Something supernatural happened in their midst. If we don't repent and confess our sins, guess what? You're carrying them. The only sin that God can't forget, forgive is unconfessed sins. Well, blaspheming the Holy Spirit, but that's besides the point. Seeking the Lord's guidance and his ways. Oh, my goodness. Revelation of truth. We need revelation of truth. We need sometimes fasting for protection, for breakthroughs, for provision. These are all good areas to, to pray and fast for. Fasting brings healing, spirit, soul, and body. By fasting, the body learns to obey the soul. By praying, the soul learns to command the body. The, your spirit, 
will desire God and increase hearing God's voice. Your soul, ment mental clarity will come, cleanse stuck emotions, and reduce stress and fear. And in your body, it's like a reset time to rebalance and to rest your body to allow it to focus on healing itself. Isaiah 8 and 9. Sorry about that. Then your light will break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily. And your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord sh shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. And you shall cry and he will say, here I am. That's what fasting will do. You'll clearly hear him and he'll speak to you. Through worship and fasting, he says, your light will break forth in the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. Isaiah 58, 9 to 12. Then you shall call, the Lord will answer. You shall cry, and he'll say, here I am. So we see here the good things that can happen. In Isaiah 58, 9 to 12, that your light shall dawn in the darkness. Your darkness shall be as the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually. He'll satisfy your soul in drought. The strength of your bones. He'll shall be like a, a well-watered garden. And like a spring of water. Those waters do not fail. Those from among you shall build the old waste places. And you shall raise up the foundation for many generations. And you shall be called the repairers of the breach and the restorers of streets to dwell in. He'll bring new life into your life. Prayer and fasting has a purpose. And it's all found in Isaiah 58. In verse 13 and 14, he simply says, If you turn back your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure, on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, and a holy day of the Lord honorable. If you honor it, not going your own ways, but seeking your own pleasure, and talking idly, then you will take delight in the Lord, and I will make you ride on the heights of the earth. I will feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father and the mouth of the Lord has spoken. 30 some years ago, not even 30, 20 some years, 25 years ago, when I read this, I was working seven days a week, getting double time on Sunday. 
Of course, that brought me to a point of decision through prayer and fasting. I says, I can't let go. I'll take Monday off instead. But he showed me. That's not what this says. So I let go a double time. Never work another Sunday after that. And I chose to bring my family to church. Today, my family is in church. And there's no other reason for it. Because I've seen so many broken family, it breaks my heart. That's God's institution. So, through my walk with him, he showed me that he was who he says he is. He is who he says, and he will do what he says he will do, according to Isaiah. Just to give you an example, my goodness, oh gracious. I'll have to take a shortcut somewhere along the line. God is a God who hears and answers prayers when we mean business with him. I remember married my sweetheart. We've been married 50 years. To be honest with you, I didn't think we'd make it through the first year because of sickness that hit at home. Six months after our marriage, she ended up in the hospital for 100 days straight without getting out of bed. She was dying after 10 years in and out of the hospital. She was dying. And on that day, I happened to be off work. She asked me to lay in bed with her to watch a TV program called Praise the Lord. So I laid in bed, and Jim Baker spoke through the airwaves. He's in Hawaii. He's got a prayer barrel. She says, my prayer request is in that barrel. I'm not saved. Hold hands. God wants to do a miracle. We, we prayed a simple prayer. And I left her there to go do my chores. When I came back home, she's up cooking supper and never been sick another day after that. He did it instantly because he is who he says he is. All we have to do is take things at his word. Believe him. You might not always do things the way you think should be done or you think he will do it, but nonetheless, I tell you, I've been praying for that young girl that went home to Jesus last yesterday. For years, she was on my miracle list. Every morning, the morning she died, I lifted her up to the Lord. Lord, it's time for her miracle. Let the suddenness of God go knocking on her door today. God came to get her. She's free this morning. She was in prison in that body. I wish God could have done it 25 years ago for her family. But I tell you, it's the most beautiful family. They stuck together. You, I'm telling you, God has a way, and he is who he says he is. And that settles it. And we have to come to a place that prayer is communication with God. 
fasting will silence the flesh so that you can hear him. In these last days, there's going to be difficult times ahead of us. But God has not brought us this far to let us go back. Let, let's get serious about the things of God. Let's learn to live right. Get the sin out of the camp. Because you will not find God if there's sin in the camp. So if we all do our parts and crucify this carnal appetites, you'll hear the Spirit of God so clearly. He's not a hard taskmaster. He loves you. He's on our side. And therefore, because of time, I don't want to have Pastor Brian and Sherry say, well, you went over. <laughs> it's 11.30. Let, let, let me pray. Father, I just thank you for your love and goodness. I thank you, Father, for the, the fast that's ahead of us, Lord God. And Father, I just thank you that we'll approach it, Lord, and be serious with the things of God. So be magnified and glorified in each of our lives in the next 40 days, Lord God, or whatever length it is. Father, just we surrender to you. We know who you are. And Father, you're a God that is faithful, that hears and answers prayers. Father, I just pray that you would answer every prayer that is prayed from this house this day. Father, you know their needs. And then let the sunnies of God just come knocking on the door. And Father, we just thank you in Jesus' name. I want to give everybody an opportunity. If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, today is the day where things change and a new beginning can take place. For those on live stream, God loves you. And he laid down the life of his son so that we could all have freedom to live this life. So receive him into your heart and tell someone I'll guarantee you'll never be the same. God bless you. Have the best Sunday of ever. Hello, and welcome to the After Nine Show. Pastor Howie's just commenting on my Crocs and how much he loves them. <laughs> Can't see them, but they're there. If you came to church, you'd see them. Just kidding. Okay, welcome to the After Nine Show. <laughs> um, I'm Sarah, and this is Pastor Howie. And we're here today basically reenacting what it would be like if you were at church today and you could talk to your friends about what the message was like. So I felt like ser service was a whirlwind today. It went by so fast for me. So um, let's just get right into it. It is today is March 5th, 2023. And this is our last week of end times with a prayer and fasting as we move into the Lent season. So Pastor Howie, what are your initial thoughts from today? Anything stood out to you today? Prayer was good. I enjoyed prayer. Well, prayer and fasting. Yeah. And that people would know that they do go hand in hand. Yeah. A lot of people pray and they have no direction. Twist me. Oh, a lot of people pray and they don't have any direction. And a lot of people fast and they just do it because. 
have no direction again. Yeah. But when you fast, you should have some kind of direction. And I'm talking to myself too. You know, just say, well, I'm going to fast today, but really don't have a direction. But we have to have a direction. Yeah. And when we do that, we can have a goal and God will, he will answer that prayer. Yes. And the scripture says, whatsoever we would ask in faith, believing, God would do it. A lot of time we do not mix faith in with our prayer. Right. But when you add those three elements, prayer and fasting, well, you, you got an unstoppable force. Yeah. I think it's great. And you know what? Pastor Pastor Rick touched on it in the pre-show. Um, we live in a very loud world, a very distracting world. And he was saying, you know, if, if you can't do food, there are things you can do. But he really encouraged everybody in the pre-show to um, really consider to just cut media out of their, like social media and all that stuff, out of their lives for the fast, you know. And I mean, I don't, I'm not uh, opposed to that concept, but I think it's true is that Whatever is blocking you from investing time in your relationship with God, that's something that I would consider fasting. You know, whether you're watching sports or go, I don't, I don't know other things, media, I don't know. But what? whatever you're using, um, substituting your time for God with, that's what I would consider fasting. Does Andy Griffith and uh, Gunsmoke? Yeah, the, no, guns, gunslinger is it? Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke. Yeah. yeah, that counts. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we'll we'll, we'll see about but that. But you know what, Pastor Howie? It's only what time is it? Six o'clock? What time is it? Uh, what the gun smoke? Yeah. One o'clock. Well, you oh, trying to see if I really watch it or not? Yeah. Yeah. No. You know what? It's only a half an hour show. Okay. Just don't sit there and watch like the. From the beginning to the end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I just think it's it's um. Like that's something I've just been really been thinking about is that this world is very chaotic. Mm -hmm. It's very loud. And it's so much, you know, we say, why don't we have peace? Why don't we have, you know, why am I not close with God? Why am I distracted? Why am I believing lies? It's like, well, what are you feeding yourself? What are you feeding your spirit? And what are you letting? It's that little stuff you let in, you know, you're scrolling and you see an ad for the skinniest woman alive or yeah, yeah. the most tough man or, you know, like take these pills to be this way. And it's like stuff like that that just gets into your system and you don't realize it until you're like, oh, look at me. Yeah, well, see, you get bombarded by things so discreetly yeah you wake up in the morning and you have your radio on or whatever you have to yeah. wake you up yeah and then you flick the news on to watch the morning news right and then you go have your breakfast and you listen to more news on the radio or tv you get in your car you turn on your radio mm -hmm. and on your way to work you're listening to more news yeah you get to work, the first thing you do, you come in, you flick on your computer, yep. and you sit down at your desk, and you check your email. Yep. And then you say, I really haven't heard from God all day. I guess not. God, yeah, you're too busy. Right. God's on hold. Right. Right. I like that. You know, that. what's that, what's that story about beware the little foxes? Little you know? foxes that destroy the vines. Right. Correct. Yeah. So I think that's right in line with what we're saying. And you know, like um, we we have on the fasting cards there, it's broken out like this day to this day, no junk food. This day to this day, blah blah blah. But I, I, the whole point of it, there's no like um, like it's just the food element that we put on there. Mm -hmm. But everything else, when it comes to media or like Pastor Howie said, what what are you listening to? What are you consuming? Like that's on you. And I think this is a time for us to be just because we're doing a church wide fast. 
it doesn't mean that you just do what we say. You know, you really need to pray about what is this fast going to be for you? What are things you're believing God to, to talk to you about? Right. What are you believing breakthrough for? You know, mm -hmm. what for your community, for your church, for your workplace? You know, what are things you're believing? Just not what we're telling you to pray for, but even deeper. Like, don't, don't just do what we're giving you. That's just a guide. Go deeper into this fast. I really encourage you to do that. That's right. Well, you know, that's... I don't know what else to add to that. Yeah. That's really what it boils down to. Yeah, I think so too. I like I like what Pastor um, Luke was talking about how there's the wrong motives for fasting and the right motives for fasting. And you kind of touched on that too during you almost you almost taught his whole message during well, prayer. Well, you know, the thing about it is they didn't tell me what to say or do, and you just do. And but that's really what the Holy Ghost will do. Yeah. He will speak through more than one individual. Yes. Okay. It's like reiterating. That's correct. That's, that's how you right. know that everybody hears that's from a God. That's big word, reiterating. Reiterating. Well, why, Pastor, couldn't, why couldn't you just say the same thing? It's like saying the same thing. Oh. Well, you had to say reiterate. I'm educated. Oh, I'm educated. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey, is Marsha over there? Yeah, well, like, oh, should, we, she is. should we, should we yeah, drag yeah, her yeah, on? Yeah, 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 bring her in. Because we did this to him in. last week. Come on in. I only have two microphones today. Oh, take this, Do you have anything to add? Do I have anything to add? Oh, he's going to run away. You better get back here. He's done. Um, anything in closing to add to? <laughs> we basically just touched on um, being accountable for your own fast and, you know, really diving deep into this fast and believing what's God going to, you know, um, do in my life? What challenges am I going to overcome? Mm -hmm. You know, what am I looking to hear from him? Okay, do, you, do you have so, anything to add? Well, to go into it with a purpose. Yeah. Like have a plan, you know, yeah. and, and have th there's things that you need from God and things that you want. And when you go into that fast, lay them out there and then fast on purpose yes it's really for good. purpose that's really good that sound good yeah that sounds okay. great sounds good to me too that's awesome <laughs> all right we'll wrap it up i can't see what he's doing come here oh he's leaving <laughs> we're gonna close okay you have to be here to close hey larry is pastor howie invisible no he's busy. oh he's good Okay, in closing, we're just really grateful that you're here today. If you didn't get the fasting cards and you want them, maybe you can't come to our church, but you want a copy of them, let me know. I will send you a version of it that's accessible to you. And we just pray and believe for you this fast that God's going to break walls down in your life and that you're going to have a more intimate relationship with him, with the church, with your community, and that um, just miracles are going to take place after this season. Amen. 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 Do you have any more words? Or are you no, all, you're all no, out? I'm all done. He's spent. Okay, well, we wish you the best Sunday of your life. We'll see you tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. at the Lighthouse. And um, do you have something to say? Or are you just agreeing? Well, She's just agreeing. The best day of your life. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen. <laughs>